Amen. Amen. I'm learning how to not gripe and keep rejoicing. Amen. Good thing to do. Uh, before we get into the word, we need to pray for Daryl, uh, Chuck's brother-in-law. So why don't we pray for him? Father, we do thank you for Daryl Cook, Lord. And we break the devil's power over his body right now in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just curse sickness in his body. We pray for his liver, that it is whole, Father, healthy liver. Lord, I'm asking that you would heal him supernaturally. And we know you will, Lord. We thank you for Daryl. Bless his life in Jesus' name. And, Father, we just pray for our Ravi's sister, Renu. And, Lord, we just curse sickness in her body. We curse this high blood pressure. Lord, we curse everything that is not like God in her body. And we thank you that Renu is healed in Jesus' name from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. Make her whole, Father. Make her whole in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father. We give you honor and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen, and praise God. Hallelujah. Well, we believe when we pray, amen. We believe when we pray, we receive. And so these people are healed, amen. All right, Ms. Ms. Mitro, we got two of them over there. All right, are we ready? All right. Father, we do thank you for your word. We bless you for this season, Lord God. We thank you. That you've blessed us so much and we love you, Lord. We just want to give you all the honor and praise. Now, Father, we ask that you break open the bread of life for your people here today. Lord, we want to hear from heaven so that we can be healed in every way. Spiritually, physically, mentally, Lord, we need you. And we give you all the honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen and praise God. Well, we're going to talk about plans, purposes, and uh, pursuits now i've heard this title before so i stole it but it's (laughs) but it's my it's my message amen hallelujah but god was just dealing with me and to be honest with you he was dealing with me about me and that's way the way he does he deals with you about you now i know a lot of preachers come up and bash and do that kind of thing but really god has spoken to them I was told years ago when I first uh, started preaching, which I had, I wanted nothing to do with, but I was told that you can only preach as far as you know and as far as you go. Amen. And so it's always for us first and then for the people. Amen. So this is for us. Amen. But God uh, impressed on me about plans, his plans. Do you know his plans are always good? His plans are always good for us, yet and still we want to go a different way. We want to go in the opposite direction. Amen. Because we are afraid of God's plans because we don't think God's got our best interests at heart. Now, some of us think that way. And then there's some of us that think God don't know what I want. You ever felt like that? He don't really know what I need. You know, he don't, he don't really know what's on the inside of me what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling. He don't understand what I'm going through. Therefore, he doesn't understand what I need. But guess what? God knows exactly what we need. He knows exactly what we're going through. 
but he has plans for us and how many of you know his plans are always on time that's what we don't like we hate that timing element that's attached to god's plans and purposes for our lives but we must follow god's plan and purpose for our lives why because it brings forth pure gold hallelujah the gold is the overflow hallelujah amen the gold is the how can i put it it's the more than enough it's the fullness of god that's the gold see sometimes our plans work and god doesn't get mad at us but our plans don't produce the gold amen so we settle for the brass are y'all here today we settle for the brass amen and this is not just in once one this is in almost everything there was many years before i knew i was just doing stuff because i thought i was supposed to do it you know what i'm saying and then god showed me a more excellent way Uh, oh his way that produces gold are y'all understanding me i'll give you an example i was listening to kenneth hagan and pat robertson has a, a a similar story so i won't go into detail because most of you know it but he was uh just thanking god and he was telling god oh god this is my best year yet he says we've had 400 something people in this ministry that started from a few families we got over 400 and it's been so many salvations and even the baptism in the Holy Spirit, because, you know, back then it was, you know, that in the 50s and the 40s, it wasn't heard of uh, so much. And so he says, we've been getting baptized in the Holy Spirit. We've been doing so good and everything is working. He says, I have money. He says, these people are good to me. We live in a nice parsonage. You know, they, that's what they call the home next to the church that uh, the pastors lived in back in the day. He said, my kids don't have secondhand clothes on. He says, we're doing the best we've ever done. And I love these people. And he was, you know, talking about the tent revivals. And I've gone this place and I've spread the word and did this and that. And there's been all these salvations. And God said, I never told you to do that. (laughs) And he says, now, I know you can't tell me you didn't tell me to do this. Because you know how people, they have a personal relationship with God. They talk to God like they talk to anybody else, which is a good thing. And he says, it can't be true. I know you told me to do this. He says, because we've been having so much victory. We've been better off than we've ever been. He said, I never told you to pastor a church. He said, I told you to go out and evangelize. And he was very sorry to hear that because the people in the church was taking care of him. When he was out on the road, it was touch and go. And a lot of times he had to leave his wife and his children home, you know, to go out and evangelize. But God told him, I never told you to pastor a church. And he pastored that church for 12 years. Well, just because God didn't tell you to do a specific thing, he can bless you in doing it. See, that's what gets us confused. That's where a personal relationship is good, where it should come in. He says, I can bless you. He said, I did bless you. He says, but I can't give you, I can only bless you so much. He says, I can't do for you what I really want to do for you because I didn't tell you to do that. He says, you'll reach the masses. You'll reach more people if you evangelize. 
And he started praying and thinking about it. He said, you know what? He saw it. He said, you're right. So he gave, you know, turned the church over to another, uh, another pastor. But uh, Pat Robertson, the same thing. He had a lot of victories, a lot of salvations, and he was in a bad neighborhood in New York and didn't want to be there. God says, I didn't tell you to be there. He did it 13 years. Kenneth Hagin pastored for 12 years, <clears throat> and it went wonderful. But it's still it's like God said, I can bless you, but only to a point. But if you're in my divine will and you're in my divine purpose, then you can get the gold. Hallelujah. And it's a difference in brass and gold. And so it depends on what you want. Amen. So God has specific plans for our lives. Very specific. Why? Because we're the apple of his eye. When you love somebody, you created them for your enjoyment. You know, it's no holds barred. Amen. You do exceedingly and abundantly, <coughs> exceedingly and abundantly for them. And so sometimes when we're blessed, we, and I'm not saying everybody that gets blessed is in the wrong position. Please don't hear me wrong. Because see, a lot of people are doing things that they, you know, taking wrong avenues. And so God wants us in, in his complete divine will. And that's all I'm saying. And so you will have to go meditate and, and talk to God and find out exactly what his divine will is for you. Amen. Sometimes it's not what we think it is. His purpose, plan, purposes, and pursuits. And that word pursuit means follow. And that's a good way that you can find out if you're on the right path, who are you following? What are you following? And when I ask you that, I mean, what what motivates your mind or, um, how can I put this? What uh, what can can impress on your mind? What has a strong influence on your mind? I'll say it like that. What's the most thing that can influence your mind the strongest? And then what do you follow? What do you pursue after? And so if you can narrow down and zero in on that, and then you'll know if you're in the will of God or not. Amen. We want to be in his perfect will, not just get blessed. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed. Trust me, I'm blessed. But don't, I want the more. I want the gold. I want the overflow. The fullness of God is the gold. Amen. And that's what we're after. We're not just after, oh, I'm okay, or I'm doing pretty good. You know, when you, uh, uh, like these people who are in businesses, and they have these, you know, like Amazon, people like that. They don't want to just do good. They want to go over the top because they want to be able to uh, put something in their stocks and the people's stock. I mean, they want to they wanna hit the ceiling. And so it should be that way in your personal life. You want to hit the ceiling. I do. I want more. And it's not more in a greedy sense. It's more because I know God has already provided it for me. Amen. That's a part of my benefits package is to have the fullness of God. Amen. The fullness. Amen. So God's plan for us has a holy attachment to it. It's a holy purpose. He didn't just put us here on earth to have fun have our way have things you know he put us here for his purpose and so that's where things get a little testy 
I'm testy, you know, because you, you forget about his holy purpose. And so we start to pursue or follow after foreign things or things that, you know, doesn't mean it's bad, but it's just not good for you because God wants us to be doing something specific for him. Amen. So we must pursue, pursue things in God's way. And in his perfect timing. And I think that's what, where we kind of get confused. Amen. So in other words, we are either going to follow God's plan or man's plan. And when I say man's plan, it could be somebody else, but I'm talking about our own plan. It's either a man that you're going to follow or you're going to follow God. Amen. And that's just, it's no, it's no in between. There's no demilitarized zone. You can't stay safe and do things for God and and expect God to put his stamp on it. I think that's what it is. When we step out and we pursue the things that look like it will provide happiness to us, we want God, when we find it, or we think we find it, and we get our, we get God's stamp, we want God's stamp on it. So that we can feel comfortable that this is what God told us to do. I, I don't, it's whatever it is, you know, it right down to your job or whatever. Because I think God strategically picks those, he opens those doors. That's right. He opens doors he wants us to go in. Amen. I'm not talking about the little sad, petty stuff, small stuff. But I'm just talking about the major things that make major decisions in our lives. And so sometimes we follow or we pursue after wrong things, and then uh, we get the plan and purpose of God mixed up because we get blessed in it. You understand what I'm saying? And so then we want God to put his stamp of approval on it, and it don't happen. It happens a lot in marriage. You know, well, I, I got an engagement ring, and we're getting married. God's got to put his stamp of approval on that person. I'm talking about these detrimental things, these things that are so important. And we want God's approval for something that, you know, I'm I'm convinced that we're supposed to just sit and, and allow God to bring somebody our way. And I believe everybody that's been praying for a spouse, whether you're a man or a woman, God has shown you that person already. And sometimes our nose is like, because we're looking in the natural. We don't like what we see. God's stamp of approval is on it, and we pass it by. I don't know where I'm going, but I'm going. And so we have to really um, keep our relationship with God so strong that we know. We go home and we pray, and we know what God is doing in our lives. Amen? And we're talking about God's plan versus the plan of man or our plan. We allow man to tell us how to think, what to do, who to trust, and even sometimes who to like or dislike. You ever been around somebody and, you know, I don't like that person, so then they don't like them. You understand what I'm See, that's manipulation. And see, before you know it, you out of the will of God. And I'm just giving you a small example You know, where we can all understand. But, you know, God is concerned because we have big things 
in front of us and God wants us to make the right decisions. Amen. So we form our own plans and expect God to approve them. But if your purpose is wrong, then your pursuit is wrong. Because, see, if your purpose is wrong, your pursuit is going to be wrong because you're following after the wrong thing. Are y'all here? Amen. And so you'll follow after the wrong thing when you should follow after God, follow after his plans, his purpose, and then pursue those things. So it's better to consult God first. How many of you think that? I do. Amen. Consult him first. Get his plan for your life. You you know, there's a book, and I remember it. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it was from years ago. You may remember it. It was called Blueprint for Life by Kenneth Hagin. I don't remember what it said, but I remember that cover, and I remember the name of that title. And I'm sure this is what he was talking about. God has a blueprint for all of our lives, and we need to find out what that is. Amen. Find out what God has, uh, what he has in store for us, I was going to say. But what I need to say is if we follow his plan, find out his plan and his purpose for our lives, then we'll find out exactly uh, what he wants us to be doing. We'll run right into it. It's hard to, to not do that. Amen. And And this is one thing I believe so deeply is that, uh, timing is everything. His timing is always perfect. God ain't late on nothing. We late. He's not late. And and this is the good thing about God that I'm loving so much is when we miss it, guess what? He'll bring it around again. If you 60 and you keep missing it, guess what? He's going to bring it around again. He's going to bring it around and open those doors of opportunity again. He's going to give us chance after chance after chance for us to choose righteousness, to choose his plan, his purpose, something that already has his stamp on it. And not something that we're kind of trying to do this. Here, here, God, stamp that. It's my plan. This is a, this is a, a mansion and all those things I dream about. And I, here God stamp see but but the blueprint for our life God's already ordained it it's already mapped it out and it has a timing element on it that's always perfect and he's saying well take take a look at this see it's on a little piece of paper a little yellow piece of paper at that <laughs> and he's saying well what about this right here no God this bigger See, that's how we roll because we don't we don't see and this could have a small you know i don't like the yellow but <laughs> she already know but this could have some really important stuff on it amen amen but we we don't want that we want this you know stamp this put your approval on this guy because you might as well because this is the way i'm going <laughs> but you know what even if you do and mess up, he's there. He's going to revoke that, but he's there to give you another chance after chance after chance. Man, and all he wants to do is give you the gold. He don't want his people to have the brass. He wants you to have the gold. Amen. So it's best to consult him first. 
And anyhow, the more you follow God's plan for your life, the more favor is on your life. The more closely you follow his plan for your life, the more anointing you have. Do you know you need an anointing to navigate through this crazy world from day to day? And the more, the more um, you listen to God and you follow his plan and purpose for your life, the more uh, blessings you get. He, he will cause men to give into your bosom. It don't look like that's what happens, but that's exactly what happens. Amen. Because his, his thumbprint is on what you're doing. His thumbprint is on where you're going. Amen. If his thumbprint ain't on it, it ain't going to work. It'll work for a little while. And then it, it'll, it just won't work anymore. Amen. So the more blessed you are, the more anointed you are, the more you have. We need to desire God's best and stop uh, settling for second best. Amen. Hallelujah. Desire the full measure. What's the full measure of God? The gold. Amen. Not God's second breast. The brass is God's second best. Gold is his first, his best, his, his, the fullness of God. It's his plan, his purpose, his best for you. Amen. And it ain't going nowhere. How about that? Let's go to Psalm 37. When you follow after righteousness, you're following after the gold. Amen. What's that? It's right standing. Right? You are in right standing with God. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's read it. Psalm 37, verse 23. And it says, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way, in his way. In other words, the way that you're going, the way that you're traveling, God delights in the steps of the Amplified, says the steps steps of a good and righteous man are directed and established and ordered by the Lord. Amen. And he delights in his way and blesses his path. This is the Amplified. Though he falls, he shall not utterly be cast down. Because the Lord is the one that holds his hand and sustains him. Verse 25. I have been young and now I am old. I guess I can say that. Yet I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor his descendant or his seed begging bread. That's your kids. Amen. See, it's see, following God's perfect plan for your life, his purpose, not just about you. That's why that's connected there. It's about your kids and their kids and their kids and their kids. Amen. All of this is from putting God's opinion first, seeking out what he wants you to do, where he wants you to be instead of doing what you want to do. Amen. Because I'm telling you, uh, the devil has already declared a crop failure on your plans. And that's why he'll open those doors that look like they're God's doors. Oh, he's a dirty rascal. He don't have anything good for you and me. Just His thing is about trickery. So that he can fool you into getting into a place where you shouldn't be. And then 
the devil pounce all over you. I mean, that's just, it's the same old story. He just used different players, different players, same play. Amen. (laughs) Amen. That's just how he rolls. Hallelujah. And so we have to get out of the devil's way or, you know, if you're in God's, uh, plan and purpose then you're out of the devil's way that doesn't mean you're gonna have uh hallelujah amen what's it to you you know what i'm saying it it doesn't mean things is gonna you're gonna come against some bumps but when you do guess who holds up your hand did we read that where it says he lifts up your right he lifts you up the uh, b of verse 24 says for the lord upholds him with his hand in other words, the devil can only, when you're in God's will and you're, you're living according to his blueprint for your life, the devil can only touch you so much. He, he has to, God has to allow him to do that. And if he does, there's always a way out. Amen. And all we have to do is stand firm, stand, stand fast to your confession. Amen. Stand firm to what God has already told you. And don't let let the word of God not depart from your eyes and keep them in the midst of your heart. Because his words are life. Hallelujah. They are life to those that find them and health for your body. And so all we have to do when the devil rear his head is stick the word up his nostrils. Amen. And I'm telling you, he can only hang for so long because that word hurts his head. And all we have to do is keep throwing those kind of bombs. Amen. So whatever you come in contact with when you're in the will of God, the devil is, he is defeated. He is defeated. And a lot of people say, well, if if the word is the word and and God is with me and, and, you know, when, why am I having all these troubles? Check your path that you, check, check the path that you're on. Sometimes we take that gate down. You know how sometimes they close up a road. It's no longer a road. It's got gravel in it. Some people just want to know what's down there. I don't. If I see a change, I'm going the other way. A chain means no admittance. But there are those that are curious enough to want to take the chain down. I'm not one of those people. Amen. Hallelujah. My curiosity is not that, you know. But anyway, if you are in the will of God, I'm telling you, God is ready for every punch that the devil throws you. Look, you'll throw him too. Amen. And so we don't worry about that because it says here in the base of uh, 24, it says, though he fall, that's me me or you. He shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upheld him with his, upholds him with his hand. Amen. And that's why the writer says, I've been old and now I've been young and now I'm old, but I've never seen the righteous man forsaken or his seed begging bread. Amen. Hallelujah. God will not abandon you. He will not abandon your children. All we need to do is stay in right standing. It's not hard. When you mess up, repent, keep moving. That's about it. Don't blame other folks for your mess up. God, I did it. Like you were saying yesterday, own it and keep moving. Amen. Mean it in your heart. Mean it. 
and keep going. God is with you. And and the Bible says that he's with you as a, a, a mighty, terrible one. He's with you as a, a, a I don't want to say the wrong thing, but he, he is, he's like a snapping turtle when the, when the devil mess with you. Amen. Hmm. He don't, he don't want these people messing with you. It's not God's will. Let's go to Psalm one. Let's go all the way to the beginning. Yeah, I didn't go in, in order. I should, but I never do. Psalm one, verse six. Let's see. Here it is. And it says, for the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. He knows what avenue you're supposed to be traveling on or road you're supposed to be traveling on. He knows the way of the righteous. Amen. For the Lord knows and fully approves. This is the amplified. The Lord knows and fully approves of the way of the righteous. He isn't it good to get something that's fully approved? Then something that you, you a chance you take and you don't even know if it's gonna work. Get it fully approved and quit trying to slide it under God's door and say, Stamp this, approve this. Stop doing that. Amen. The amplified classic says For the Lord knows and is fully acquainted, fully acquainted with the way of the righteous. God is fully acquainted with the way he's already mapped out for you. It may be scary for you, but it ain't for him because he already knows he's fully acquainted with the way of the righteous and he fully approves the amplify. Hallelujah. One. Let's go to Psalm 127. So follow after righteousness. Don't follow after man's plan. Follow after righteousness, God's righteousness. Amen. Psalm 127. I better start moving a little faster. I don't want you to go to sleep. Hallelujah. Okay, 127 verse 1. It says, unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who built it. Unless the Lord guards the city, the watchman stays awake in vain. Are you here today? Let's see. Did I look that up in the Amplified? I think I did. Unless the Lord builds the house, they labor in vain who build it. Unless the Lord guard the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. So we need to hear from heaven for ourselves. Amen. It's so much easier when we allow God to build our house. Now, when it says build your house, I think it's talking about your life. Build your life. Build your plans on the inside of your heart. You know, um, how else can I say that? God's plans and purposes for you uh, should be in here. We need to embrace them. Until we accept them and receive them from God or understand them from God. Is that making sense? Uh, amen. And so I think we need to do that. And then when we do it, when God builds your house, let me put it like this. There's a foundation under the house. You ever you ever looked at, well, okay, I know y'all have it, but I love HGTV. And so sometimes when these people look at these houses 
they're, they love them, and they say, where's the basement? And the, the guys say, there's no basement, you know? And they say, for real? And they don't get the house because there's no, in their mind, well, in their mind is I don't have anywhere to store my junk. But in the spirit realm, I'm thinking there's no foundation. You understand what I'm saying? <laughs> when the Lord builds your house, the foundation is there. Are y'all awake today? I know you hear me. Amen. Unless the Lord builds a house, they labor. You labor in vain. You're building something without a foundation. Amen. Everything that we build, everything that you're working on, everything that you do for God, it has to have a foundation. It's just like when Kenneth Hagin was told, I never told you to do that by God. There's no foundation under that church that he built. There's no foundation. Are y'all understanding? And so we need to hear from heaven. And we need to make sure that there's a foundation under everything that we do. Everything that we get involved with needs to be a foundation. Why? So it can stand forever. So it can stand the test of time. So that time won't come after 20 years and God said, what you doing? You know, when your time expired on a specific thing and then it falls apart. And then you look back at all the years, I've been doing this all this time, you know. But when there's a foundation, when God puts a foundation under us, that thing is eternal. Amen. That's what we want. We want the gold. We want what's eternal. We don't want something that's just here for today and gone tomorrow. We know we don't want to labor in vain unless the Lord build your house. God has to be involved in your plans, period. That's just the, the, the ends and the outs of it. If he's not involved in your plans, you labor in vain. We need God's full blessing on everything we do. And not man's approval. Man will tell you anything. Because sometimes he's getting something out of what he's put his approval on. You know? Now, I'm not saying you don't need your boss's signature. Don't go signing nobody's name. Get your boss's approval. But you know what I'm saying. We need God's approval on what we, we do. We need his signature or his thumbprint. On everything, and most of the time, just let me tell you, God says yes, but we we rather slip and slide and sneak and connive, but God says yes, hallelujah, but we don't need man's approval, but we need God's approval, amen. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 2, hallelujah, that's not in my notes, but verse 4 see where we end up it's first corinthians 2 verse 4 and don't ask me i don't really know okay it says for out of much affliction and anguish of heart i wrote to you with many tears not that you should be grieved but that you might know the love which i have abundantly for you Hmm, what does that mean? Verse 5, let me keep going. But if, let's see, 2 Corinthians, oh, I'm sorry. That's, it's 1 Corinthians. Is that where you were and I wasn't? 
first Corinthians. But it was sounding okay. Pretty good. The word is always good. First Corinthians two. Verse four. It says, in my speech, yes, I was looking for Paul and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Let's let's start at verse two. Let's go back up. It says, for I am determined. This is Paul not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. Verse 3 says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words, kind of like now, of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the power of God, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men. That's what I want. Your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Paul was saying, look, whatever I do, I I got the goods. Amen. Because I'm not traveling on this road of approval from man. You'll be standing on your head and scratching like you got fleas. Because one day you up, the next day you down. They love they love you. What was that? One day they're your dog. Yeah, one day you're great. The next day you're a dog. Amen. And And we quote that from... Mr. Roberts Lairdon. Amen. One day you're great the next <laughs> So we know better than that. Amen. Because see, man like you only for a time. And then when time you do or they think you did or said something, they don't like you. They cut. They, they don't know you. Then when they feel good about you, then you back in until they hang you again and you're out. It's like Project Runway. One day you in, the next day you out. Amen. They love the judges, love you, and then the next day you come up there, they, uh, we don't like this. It's not enough innovation. And so you can't depend on man. That's how it is. But Paul is saying, look, I don't care if you don't like my words, if they're not enticing words. He says, but I got the goods. Amen. God's anointing is on me. His power is on me because I'm in his will. Hallelujah. And he's put his thumbprint on me. He's approved of me. And I didn't try to slide nothing under the door. Here, God. Here, God. No. God, it was his plan, his purpose, and I pursued that. And this is what Paul is saying. He's saying, so don't come in here trying to rattle my brain and manipulate me because I'm not falling for it. I don't need it. Amen. But I come to you not in the wisdom of men but in the power of of God and it's saying that power is demonstrated by the spirit of God amen so I'm packing God's power God's wisdom God's anointing I don't need you hallelujah amen that's good news hallelujah God's plan and purpose um his plan and purposes um, it's like a stepping stone in life. You go from one plateau to another when you're following God's plan for your life. It's not hard. Let me just give you a little clue for you young people. Most of the time, God wants what you want. That's the truth. God wants what you want. 
That's why sometimes when you step out, it works because God is with you. Amen. Then sometimes the devil will step in and get a little sticky. And that's that's when it's it's time to fall back and get in your word. Ask mom to pray for you. You know, what do you think, dad? What do you think, mom? And and then weigh it. Still go back to the table with God and weigh it. Amen. And you'll find out. And that's what I found out. I found out in life, God, he didn't really say no to me. And sometimes he said, not time. Now, I, I, I found that out. Not time. And I used to think, well, what's, what's better than now? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I didn't know that in the spirit realm, there's so much warfare going on. There's warfare over God's word for my life, warfare over my words, my rhema. There's so much warfare going on that sometimes you must stand, even when you don't see anything change or anything move, but stand, stay where you are. A lot of people get confused and think God has either said no or I've heard people say God, and I used to say God said yes, but not now. God just said shut up and pray. He don't need all of that stuff. Quit wondering why he's not moved yet. He has moved. Amen. But he's looking for how he he has to test your faith and your patience. How long are you going to stand there and not gripe? How long are you going to expect when you don't see anything? I don't know where I'm going. I'm just going. How long are you going to do what I ask you to do and not be rewarded? How long will you stand? He's building character on the inside of us. Ever, ever thought about that? And then it's like, well, character, I don't care nothing about that. I want my knees made, you know. But God, God is, look, it's like this. God made you. He created you. He do what he want to do. How about that? This is God's program. We're just a tiny part of it. And if he can use you and bless you too, more power to him. He wants to use you and bless you. And so let him, because we're made for him. Do you know we were made for him? We were made to please God. We were not made to please us, but we were made to please God. Amen. Hallelujah. So let God be God in your life and quit questioning everything that he is trying to do for you and fall in line. That's all he wants because he just, he wants you in the right place at the right time for the right purpose just so he can bless you and give you the gold. That's all he wants to do. Give you the gold. He's tired of you receiving the brass. You're his child. It's just like you want your grandbaby and your grandchildren to have more. You don't want them to have what you had, although we did okay. But we want them to have even more. Amen. And so, you know, there's a there's a way to get more. And it's through obedience. Amen. Through waiting, through standing, through not doubting, through blessing others. Ever thought about that one? Amen. Hallelujah. Unless God build a house, they labor in vain. Unless the Lord guard the city, the watchman keeps awake in vain. 
Hallelujah. You need God as a backup. You need God to tell you what's going on, to give you wisdom and knowledge and his revelation. Because sometimes our revelation don't see far enough. So we need God's revelation. Amen. Hallelujah. We need everything that God has for us. Amen. So we're going to make, we're going to make mistakes. But when we make mistakes, all we need to do is, is tell God, I, I don't know. Have you ever told God, I don't know what I'm doing? I have. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know how I got here. I thought I knew, but this bus took us a, a, a unnecessary stop. It's not on the route. And I got off and I don't know where I am. Amen. We're going to make mistakes. Uh, Psalm 37:23. did I read that? Yeah, it, it, that's the one. If you will write that down, it says, though he falls, people need to know he shall not be utterly cast down because the Lord is the one that holds your hand and sustains you. That's when you fall. Don't, don't, don't get, you can, you can take, take your punishment. You know what I'm saying? Listen to God. Don't try to wiggle out of that. But once you understand God has shown you your wrong steps and shown you what you've done wrong, then get up and and keep moving and stop looking for man's approval. Amen. You know, we I think we rely on that a little too much. The first thing we do, go telling somebody what's wrong, like they're going to help. They can't help. All they're going to do is add to your whatever, because when you get okay, Guess what? They still mad and looking at you like, well, what's wrong with you? You came and told me all of this stuff. And see, and they're left with, they're left with trying to pull you back over into stupidity. And they sit up with it because they're immature. That's why you went to them in the first place. Ouch. Amen. But as much as we can, Follow God's plan, and your purpose will be to pursue the things of God. In other words, follow after the things of God, and don't allow the devil to get you off course. All the devil likes is distension. It's all he likes, out-of-order stuff. It's all he likes. want to pull you over into that. But you have to be smart. The Bible says, having done all, Ephesians 6, 12, somewhere. Go read. <laughs> having done all, stand, <laughs> stand, having done all, Lord, guard, go, girding your loins. You know, stand in, in, you know, stand up and face God. Array yourself like a man, like you know who you are, in other words. If you know God, there's nothing that can be held back from you. Man can't decide your future. You decide your own future. You write your own ticket in life. Amen. But you have to be doing something to help somebody and quit thinking about you all the time. Amen. Your purpose will be to pursue the things of God. We change our purpose once we get a hold of God. Amen. And see how good God is. When God starts to bless us for our obedience, 
we keep following after his righteousness. Amen. More righteousness. Once you get a taste of his righteousness, you want more. Amen. And you start to to uh, desire the gold and not just status quo because it's not good, good enough anymore. Amen. Continue to fellowship with God. Praise him with lifted hands. Stay on course. Don't substitute um, brass for gold. Brass is not good enough. I feel you. I take the brass. Well, I don't want it no more. I want the gold. Amen. You know why? Because God has designed for us in his plan for our lives to have the gold. That's the overflow, flow, the fullness of God, the more than enough. All that El Shaddai is, that's the, that's the gold. Amen. Being um, conformed to his image, being his child, that's all the gold. Amen. And the gold is the anointing of God. You keep on that course. You fall into the anointing of God, the blessings of God. Amen. Philippians 3.13. Hallelujah. Let's see. I'm not clicking my button. Hold on. I keep saying I'm going to write page numbers down, but I just don't. Okay, Philippians 3. Let's start in 12. And it says here, not that I have already attained, and this is Paul again. He says, or am already perfected. In other words, Paul is saying, look, I am no means, I am in no means perfect. And you ain't either. He says, but I press, I desire to follow God. What's your desire? Amen. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press. See, a lot of people think church folks think they perfect. Some of them do, but most of us don't because we know better. We know better. Amen. Hallelujah. I press that I may lay hold of that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. And verse 13 says, brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. He's pressing toward, what is he? Pre- what is the goal of the prize? To know God, to please him. Not to be thinking about yourself all the time. But you, your goal is to please God. Your goal is to, to receive that brass ring. Amen. Do things his way. Please him by following his plan, his purpose, and his pursuits. Pursue those things. That's what Paul's goal really was. 
And that's why he landed in jail all the time. Well, you mean if I follow God's plan, I'm going to land in jail? Not necessarily. But that's where Paul ended up. But, you know, God was after the salvation of that house. Amen. It's always a purpose. See, that's God's purpose. That's the part we don't like. (laughs) But Paul, God was after the salvation of that jailer and all of those other jailers who were there, their their wives, their children. God cared about all that stuff. And that's that was part of that big plan, the plan, the remember the plans, purpose and pursuits. That was part of that plan, the salvation of that whole house. Hey, that was Paul's house because he was in there. (laughs) Well, what do we do? Continue to fellowship with God. Praise him. Lifted hands. Hallelujah. You can't lose like that. Go forward and press for the goal. Relying on God and not man. Relying on God and not you. Relying on God and not your paycheck. Amen. Relying on God and not your neighbor. Amen. But he's not, he's saying, look, I'm not important. I don't put myself above anybody. But I actively press. The Amplified says, I actively press on so that I may take hold of that perfection. See, he's after perfection in God, for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me and made me his own. In other words, he's after the spiritual stuff. We're we're more after the carnal stuff, but we need to be after the spiritual stuff too, amen? We should be following God's plan and purpose. And to pursue spiritual perfection and to please God and not man. Amen. When you please your flesh, that's that's carnal. That's brass. That that always brings brass. But if you please the spiritual realm, then that always brings the gold. Proverbs three, verse five. Let's see, did I write that down? Uh, The Amplified says, trust in and rely confidently on the Lord with all of your heart. Do not rely on your own insight or understanding. Verse 6 says, in all of your ways, acknowledge him and recognize him. That word acknowledge means to recognize him and he will make your path straight and and make it smooth, removing obstacles. See, when you're on the path of God or on the blueprint of God, he'll remove obstacles and he'll straighten up your path. He'll put a detour sign where he don't want you to go. That's his plan. That's when you, you're traveling on his blueprint for life. But when you're on your own, you may wind up in a ditch following somebody else that's headed for a ditch. It's like this. I've heard some women say, I don't need no help being hungry or poor. You know, you can do that all on your own. Amen. But you follow man and it just doesn't work out because God does not stamp. He doesn't put his stamp of approval on something with no foundation. The word is your foundation. And if he doesn't approve it, that's why. It's not built on the. The foundation of the word of God. Are y'all here today? 
Do not be wise in your own eyes. That brings brass. But fear the Lord. Reverence and obey him. That means honor him. You need to fear God. A lot of people need to have a fear of God in them. We need to become more conscious of uh, his day-to-day presence. Do you know God is present even now? And that's why we shouldn't use profanity. I know nobody here does. Don't take it the wrong way. But you know people who do. Because God's presence is everywhere that you are. He is. need to be thankful. And that's why we watch what we do. That's why we watch what we think. Where the mind goes, the man follows. And so we try to do what we know we ought to be doing. Why? Because we're aware of the presence of God. We're aware that God is near. And you don't want to offend God. Because God has the upper hand over man any day. He created you. And he created us for a purpose. Amen. So there's a lot of ways that you can let the brass sneak into your life. Amen. Not having pure worship. Having distractions produces the brass. Amen. Can't get the goal with distractions. You have to press into the spirit realm for for the goal. Religion, too much religion, religion and false worship. That'll bring the brass in a minute. A, a religion is artificial, and it brings forth false worship, and that's what people love. Ooh, pastor, pastor, preach today, and you know what that means? We jumped up, got out of breath, got our clothes wrinkled. Had a, a hallelujah good time and didn't hear what was the word. Well, I don't know, but it was good. That's the that brings forth brass. All of this this hoopla. It's not of God. It brings brass. Well, I I know it's real because I felt something. Well, that's because you're part of the problem. You understand what I'm saying? Isn't that true? It is because you think just like that. The the group that does that. And they will kill you. And they will gangster you if you say anything contrary to what they had. Now, there are places that have good service. You know, but honey, it has to be preceded by the word. That word has to be somewhere in there. That word. See, when the word is preached, the glory falls. I don't know nothing about this other stuff. But when the word is preached, the glory falls. And that's just going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. We want God's best. And that's the goal. We don't want flesh that produces brass. That's second best. Well, I got blessed. That's because God is going to bless you because he loves you. He created you. But it's not the best. His best. His best is the goal, the full measure. Walking in the spirit produces the full measure. Everything of the spirit produces gold. So pursue spiritual things, uh, plans, purpose, and pursuit. You want to know what God wants. He wants you to pursue spiritual things. It brings the goal. Amen. Hallelujah. Colossians 3, 6, 16. I'm going to go there. 
And that'll be, I think, the last one we have. Well, no, I have one more after that. How y'all doing? You ready to go? That must mean yes. Well, what you come for if you didn't want to hear the word? I don't, I don't get it. Uh, we had church. I went to church today. What you, what you, well, you know, she took too long. I'm taking a long time because of people like you. Get rid of the stony ground and I can move faster. How about that? Colossians 3.16. Yeah, I'm going to hit you back. (laughs) Hallelujah. Colossians 3.16. And it says, uh, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's see. Let me, I want to move up to 14. I won't read 16 again, but 14 says, but above all these things, put on love, which is the bond of perfection. Some Bibles say the bond of peace. Put on love and let the peace of God rule in your heart. To which you, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. Amen. So these are the things that produce gold. Amen. The character, your character. You know, the new man is dead. The the you have a, a new life created on the inside. Your new creation, man. We need to live out of that. That's what produces gold. Living out of your carnal man produces brass. Amen. King Solomon of Israel built the temple of God. I just want to read a little bit to you about how he went about uh, building that temple. See, number one, he built the temple under the direction of the Holy Spirit. God, God, so to speak. But it was the Old Testament. So he listened to God. And he had a blueprint that God gave him, and he followed that blueprint. Amen? Just like we we supposed to live by the blueprint that God has given us for our life. So he had, in, in other words, he had instructions on how to build the temple. In the same way, I want you to remember and think about our body as a temple of the Holy Spirit. Your body and my body belongs to God. It's God's property. And we're supposed to be building our our body or, or putting into it and becoming just like Christ. That's our goal. That was Paul's goal. And so we're supposed to be doing the same thing. Amen. And so... Um, I think that this analogy of this or this story... Of, of King Solomon building this temple is what we need to do to us. Amen. That's what I got. So I'm going to read a little bit of it. So 1 Kings 6, let's read the first, first sentence. It says, And it came to pass in the 480, 480th year, after the children of Israel had come out of the land of Egypt in the fourth year of Solomon's reign, over Israel in the month of Ziv, and they they kind of lost, well, it's a little notation in my Bible in which it says they really weren't sure 
that notation tells me they really weren't sure what the month was. Amen. But it says, which is the second month to somebody's recollection. In other words, don't write that down in stone. That he began to build the house of the Lord. So King Solomon began to build a house. Now let's drop down to verse 11. We don't want to go through all of it. Then the word of the Lord came to Solomon saying, concerning this temple which you are building. Now don't forget our our body is the temple. He was building a natural temple. Concerning this temple which you are building, if you walk in my statutes, execute my judgments, keep all of my commandments and walk in them, then I will perform my word with you which I spoke to your father, David, and I will dwell among the children of Israel and I will not forsake my people, Israel. Amen. Now, see, that's a promise that God is making to David's son. See, and your children and your seed. See, see what you do now righteously falls on your kids. David was a man of God. David danced until his he, he, he danced out of his clothes. Now, a lot of people think it was vulgar, but I don't think it was because he was so connected to God. He was a man after God's own heart. He danced for the Lord. Amen. He lost consciousness, to be honest with you, because he was so uh, in love with God and the presence of God. He acknowledged the presence of God. Amen. And so uh, all of the blessings fell on King Solomon. Amen. And remember that when you do righteous things, you're doing this for your kids and your, you know, you're doing it to please God. But God is so pleased with you. He blesses your children. Uh, Verse 20. Let's drop down to 20. It says the inner sanctuary was 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide um, and 20 cubits high. He overlaid it with pure gold and overlaid the altar with cedar. And so Solomon overlaid the inside of the temple with pure gold, pure gold, not not this brass added in, not this other stuff that make it worthless. Oh, that's 10 carat. No, we want 24 carat. You know, he he was it was pure gold. Amen. It was none of that other stuff. Not that I want. uh, Hey, I'll receive whatever you have for me. Don't get me wrong. I'm not throwing any kind of gold back. You know what I'm saying? But just to give you an idea of what this scripture, this scripture is saying, it says, um, so he overlaid the inside of the temple with pure gold. He stretched gold change across the front of the inner sanctuary and overlaid it with gold. And the whole temple he overlaid with gold until he had finished all the temple Also, he overlaid with gold the entire altar that was by the inner sanctuary. Let's drop down to 28. Also, he overlaid the the cherubim with gold. And he carved all the walls of the temple around uh, both the inner and outer sanctuaries with with carved figures of cherubim, uh, palm trees, and open flowers. And the floor of the temple, the floor, he overlaid with gold, both the inner and outer sanctuaries. Praise God. Let's see. Now let's drop down to verse 37. 
In the fourth year, the foundation of the house of the Lord was laid in the month of Ziv. And in the 11th year, in the month of Bull, now that's another month, and some people are calling it the eighth month, the house was finished. All its details and according to all its plans. So he was seven years in in building. Took him seven years to build God's temple. Amen. Some of us, it takes a lifetime to build God's temple. The temple, this is the temple of God. But guess what? As long as it gets built, that's all God is concerned about. Amen. Some people may build a little faster than you build. Amen. I'm sure there were some temples that was built faster than how Solomon built this one, but I bet it wasn't laid with gold, inlaid inside and out with gold. Amen. So every temple is different, but God is expecting us to, to hang in there, stand, and don't quit. Solomon didn't quit building a temple. He finished it. Those who take a stand and quit, your temple is not insulated. It's not. It's got cracks in it. All of the above and a lot of other things I can say. Amen. I'm still working on mine. Amen. But I bet you one thing, I bet I don't quit. Amen. And I'm following God's, God's plan and purpose for my life. Amen. Hallelujah. And I'm following God's recipe for my life. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Solomon kept God's details and his plans to finish the temple. You got to stay in there like Paul. He says, I've not attained. I'm not perfected yet. He said, but I press. Why? Because he wanted the gold He wanted to do things God's way so that he could make God happy because there God used him just like he wants to use me and you even more. We're being used, but God wants to use us even more. Hallelujah. So he stayed with the plans and the purpose. This is Solomon and Paul. Why? He didn't want any substitutions. He didn't want any substitutions. In other words, no substitution on materials. Amen. No aluminum alloy melted in there with the gold. No no uh, granite or something else thrown in there. But he used pure gold. The Bible says pure gold. And he hung in there until the end, until God said it was over. He used all the precious stones, cedar and pure gold. No quitting. He pressed toward the finish line. Solomon let no man hinder his obedience to God. And he allowed God's plans to build his house, which produced gold. Amen. We must finish the house. Don't stop like many. A a lot of people just stop with their salvation. Amen. They never received the infilling of the Holy Spirit. I got the Holy Spirit. Yeah, but you're not. You you know, you received the Holy Spirit when you were born again. But he is not alive and well in you. Amen. There's another step. Oh, that died with the apostles. No, it didn't. Amen. 
people have a, a, a reason and an excuse from just, I don't understand how people can base their lives and live their lives off a of hearsay. Did you ever open that Bible? Show that to me where it went out with the apostles. They can't show it to you because it's not there. And I haven't read the whole Bible, but I could tell you one thing. It ain't there. And it's not there. And so, you know, you've done your research. I don't research that. And it's, it's not there. And, but people do it all the time because they don't want to finish their course. Not understanding that finishing your course, staying on the right path of God produces gold. Forgiveness produces gold. Walking in love produces gold. Amen. And when I say forgiveness, I don't throw that around and don't do it myself. I do it myself. Amen. I do it. I expect others to do it too. But some people, they always want you to forgive them, but they never forgive. But it ain't just for me. It's for everybody. We all want to, but don't y'all want to be forgiven? Amen. Well, some of y'all didn't care, but I do. You need to be forgiven. Even if it's your coworker, your boss, you need somebody to forgive you. Amen. But you need to do it too. This thing goes both ways. Amen. And see, all of these things, you're not doing it for that person. You're doing it for you because it produces gold. Amen. These things, any spiritual thing produces gold and it produces the fruits of the spirit amen stay with the spirit realm and you won't go wrong hallelujah so solomon built the god's temple and it was pure gold and we need to do the same thing you know which allow spiritual things to come into your life and produce gold in your life carnal things won't produce gold in your life they just won't uh wrong thinking won't produce gold in your life living out of uh out of uh, uh carnality and not uh you know renewing your mind in the word you don't do that it's you gonna it's gonna produce some brass in your life hallelujah so let let the spirit dwell in your in your life and in your heart amen stay where the spirit of god dwells why because you want to produce gold in your life you're sick of the brass brass is cool don't get me wrong but i want the gold why why do i want gold not because i'm greedy but that's what god wants for me that's what god wants for you amen he wants you to have gold in your life i'm telling you and so just like you see how solomon you need to read that when you go home let's see first kings uh six one and if you go all the way through to the seventh chapter, you'll see, and it's not long, it's only 38 verses in chapter six. And all of those things that he did with all the cedar and the carvings, and he even carved those cherubims, those little angels. You've seen these, um, like museums that have all that carving up that took a lot of time. It was eccentric, but it was, how can I, how I put it? necessary because it was in the plan of god because all those little things meant something and and to have all that cedar brought in could you imagine how much thank you how much it took i know okay y'all only got five y'all you you all all y'all prayed and it's only five five more minutes (laughs) 
I feel you. They say, come on, God, come on. We already know about the stamp. We know you ain't going to stamp it. So come on, let's go. <laughs> All right. Write down 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 3. Amen. I really don't know what that is. Let me check and see. Don't throw me out yet. First Corinthians three. What is that saying, Avis? Uh, did I read it already? Mm-mm. See, she always try to trick me. Okay, let's. Uh, did did I? Maybe I I was in three, but 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 let me read verse. Let me read verse uh, three. It says, for you are still carnal. See, she didn't want me to read that. (laughs) It says, for where there are envy, strife, and divisions among you, are you not carnal and behaving like mere men? That's not the scripture I wanted, Avis. Really ain't. Oh, you know what? This is it. Uh, Yeah, you were trying to tell me. 1 Corinthians 2.14. If you write that one down. But you need to read 3 sounded good it says but the carnal man does not receive the things of the spirit of god for they are foolishness to him nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned you see why carnality doesn't produce gold because it does a carnality doesn't receive the spiritual things of god and only the spiritual things produce gold that's all i want to say that's all Don't shoot because I'm preaching good. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. I'm done. (laughs) Father, we do thank you. We praise you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, that we want the gold. We're designed for the gold. Every person in here is designed to receive the gold from God. Amen. And he wants to give it to you, too. Yeah, you. He wants to give you the goal. So, Father, we thank you for the goal. Every spiritual thing produces gold. Carnality produces brass. So, Father, we leave the carnality. And we take hold of the spiritual things. And we follow your plans, your purpose for us. And we will, will follow We'll follow after your things, the things of the spirit, the things of God. And we thank and praise you in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. And praise God. Hallelujah. Is there anybody that needs prayer? I can pray for you before you leave. Amen. Praise God. I I enjoyed it. I know you did too. You just don't want to act like it. I know how I know who y'all are from way back. (laughs) Amen. (laughs) Hallelujah something to think about don't just don't just go and and let this be the end of this teaching but start to live it amen holy 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 the
I just need some true worshipers to stand to your feet right here. Come on. Yeah. 
For there's nobody like you. Holy, holy, holy. We bless your name. internet I want you to reach out and just say I take my healing I take my healing now in Jesus name so your healing has been bought paid for and it's all for you God wrapped it up like a package all you got to do is open it but you have to receive it so receive your healing now in Jesus name receive it because God's already done it for you receive it by faith amen so get up and do something that you couldn't do before, like the people up here. You know, do something that you couldn't do before. And if it's you still have pain or if it's still bothering you, it doesn't mean you're not healed. It just means that you need to pour in more of the word. So read your scriptures and keep confessing, and you need to confess. So you need to read your word and confess that you are healed. And don't stop doing it. Well, how long? Until you get healed. Amen. Until you see the manifestation of your healing. Because spiritually it's already done. Amen. And you walk by faith. I'm walking by faith. And I take my healing now. Because it's already done. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. Now go tell somebody. Heal. Amen. Praise God. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. Praise you Father. We cry out, holy, we cry out, holy, holy, is the Somebody lift your hand and worship May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and be gracious unto you. And may the eternal God turn his countenance toward you and give you peace. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. And praise God.